Hey there, and welcome to the When's My Time podcast. I'm Ozzy Eyre, founder of whensmytime.com, and I am to be your boss's worst nightmare. Well, it's Tuesday, 8th of November, 2016, and in my part of the UK, it is an absolutely glorious morning. Just back from my walk with my little Jack Russell Terrier, Jack, and a beautiful frosty morning. The leaves are really turning all sorts of colours now. Uh, A lot of them have fallen already, but uh, it's just one of those crisp autumn mornings that, uh, oh, wow, it's just just great to be alive, isn't it? It's great to be alive any day, isn't it? Any day spent above ground is a bonus as far as I'm concerned. But it's a special day. It's a special day for the majority of my listeners, because although I'm in the UK and I, I record this podcast from the UK... The majority of my listeners are actually in the US. And so I know it's a very special day for you. Um, And it's been building for, what, about 18 months now? It seems as though it's 100 years, but uh, about 18 months. And, um, you know, I'm not going to enter into the the politics of the situation. I'm not going to enter into who I, I know who I'd prefer you to vote for but it's none of my business, you might say. I, I th- actually think that who, who's going to be the most powerful person in the world is um, kind of our business, but we don't get a say in it. But uh, I know how well it would go down if somebody from overseas told me how I should vote in my election. So I'm not, I'm not going to offer any comment as to how you should vote. And anyway, look, if you're... If you're listening to this, my guess is uh, that you're you're smart enough to uh, to rise above all the the rancor and the hate that's been peddled and uh, from both sides. You're smart enough to cut through all that and to see the real issues and vote with your conscience based on those. So I know that I know that. But whichever side of the fence you you sit on, you have to admit that this year, this year, um, this election in the US has been the most divisive one that I can remember sitting several thousand miles away in the UK. Maybe uh, you on the ground can tell me different, but certainly it seems the most divisive one uh, that I can remember. And um, sadly, the same thing has happened here in the UK. I'm sure you're aware we had our our vote on the EU earlier this year, the referendum, as to whether we should stay or whether we should leave. And uh, it was a very close-run thing. And um, for me, it went the wrong way. But I'm not going to, going to enter into that. What I do regret more than anything, though, is the divisive nature of the whole thing. I mean, it really has set families against one another. It has really set lifelong friends against one another. And I think it's the, the, the rise of social media, which should be a force for good, and I think in the main is a force for good, has, has made this worse because people feel safer, don't they, at a keyboard typing in comments that, quite frankly, if you met somebody in the street uh, and said these things to them, you, you just, well, you just wouldn't say them. You just wouldn't say them. So tempers have flared, um, things have been said, which, I don't know, I hope people regret afterwards. I hope they do. But it's an ugliness that has arisen. And I think it's time that we we rose above that and, and reclaimed a... A graciousness that seems to have disappeared, doesn't it? Now, this may be a vain hope. I don't think it is. I think, at at heart, most people are good people, or at least they believe themselves to be good people. Let's take the, the referendum in the UK. There's been a lot of casting aspersions from one side to the other, each claiming the other side is undemocratic, each claiming the other side is unpatriotic. 
I'm not going to touch on the demo- democracy argument because, quite frankly, that is um, it's, it's open to a huge amount of uh, interpretation there. I, I know w- what I feel. and In fact, I wrote an article last year about the whole thing before it even kicked up, before the last general election, which we knew had the possibility of setting up a referendum. I, I wrote an article about the whole thing then. So I'm not going to deal with the democracy uh, aspect. But I'm going to deal with the patriotism aspect. Because somebody once said, well, who was it? Was it Wilde? Oscar Wilde? I can't remember. No, it probably wasn't. But somebody once said, patriotism is the last refuge of scoundrels. I don't believe that. I think probably nationalism is. But patriotism, a love for your country, a love for your country, I think is a good thing. And I genuinely believe that most people who voted in the referendum, doesn't, irrespective of which side they voted, which way they voted, are patriotic. They, they love their country. And I believe the same is true in today's election, presidential election in, in the US. I believe pretty much everybody who votes in the US election today, or has voted because I gather you can vote early, is a patriot. It's just they have a different view on what makes America, America. And just as people who voted in the referendum had differing views on what were British values, my British values, my values of what makes Britain great are different from other people's. Doesn't mean mine or theirs are any less valid. But what we've lost here is the ability to to discuss these things, to discuss these things rationally without resorting immediately to name-calling and to to character assassination. And the one thing I'm absolutely confident of is that a Facebook post, and and I've been guilty of this, I have been guilty of it, not of outright calling the other side idiots or anything of that sort, because I don't believe they are. I don't believe they are. Sometimes I believe they're misinformed, just as they believe I'm misinformed. But I can guarantee that a Facebook post ain't going to change anybody's view. If you're a Hillary supporter or a Trump supporter, you're not going to change anybody's view with a a Facebook post. Certainly not with an aggressive or passive-aggressive Facebook post. It's not going to happen. What will change somebody's views is actually you sitting down and listening to them explain their point of view, and then you taking the opportunity to explain to them in a rational way your point of view, and them doing the courtesy of listening to you. Now, be prepared, be prepared for the fact that your views might change. Because that is the point of the debate. That is the point of the discussion. It's the exchange of views and the evaluation of that exchange of information. You see, that's the way grown-ups are supposed to behave, isn't it? We've gone beyond the, the kindergarten argument. We've gone the beyond the, I want that blue toy over there. You, you can't have that blue toy. No, I'm not going to share with you. We should have grown beyond that, but we seem to have regressed into that. I mean, I must admit the thought crossed my mind. Do you remember the, the, the start of the year? Do you remember the start of the year when we seemed to be losing celebrities hand over fist and, and many of them are sort of a younger age than expected? Many of them at advanced ages. And the stats seem to show that, yes, we are losing more celebrities this year. But the stats also show that, hang on a minute, uh, what happened if we roll the clock back to when these people started to become celebrities is when TV started to grow, when when that started to gain momentum. And so 
clearly we've got a generation that have grown up and uh, are now falling off the perch. But w- there are far more famous people now than there were, say, 100 years ago. Far more. So clearly we're going to lose m- more of them every year. But do you remember when that seemed to be the biggest problem that we had this year? That, you know, we can look back at those days as almost a, a golden age. Hey, and that's not to disrespect the memory of any one of those celebrities, of course. But the thought crossed my mind that, you know, it's almost as though a, a voice from the heavens ought to say, look, you don't get to do 2017 until you go back and get 2016 right. You haven't behaved yourself this year. Go back right to the start and get the whole thing right. And um, it's easy to fall into that trap, isn't it? But look, hey, it's also easy for you to say, look, I'm going to rise above all that. While the world's going mad around me, I'm going to rise above all that. I'm going to be steady on my course. I'm going to retain that level of of graciousness. I'm going to be polite to people. In all my exchanges, it doesn't matter if somebody's bawling me out. I'm going to keep a level head. Just an example, I'm certainly not holding myself up as a, a paragon of virtue here because I'm not. I have, <laughs> I've fallen into the trap myself. But this week I, I put up a post uh, about... Uh, it's irrelevant what I put the post up about, basically. Um, but a guy took issue with it and, and took issue very forcefully and on a post that was on my wall used language that I don't use on my wall. My immediate reaction was, I'm going to block this guy. And I thought, no, no, I wish he hadn't used the language he used. And I wish that his views were different. But they're his views. And I have to respect that they're his views. So I replied and said, look, we're not going to agree on this. But I'm going to leave you comment here. But if we start to behave a a little bit more like that, maybe people will pick up on that. Maybe people will pick up on the fact that, hey, I don't need to be aggressive all the time. Any time that politics comes up, any time that, I don't know, religion comes up, any time that all the contentious issues come up, I don't immediately have to go to red alert on this. I can listen to what this person said. I can ruminate on what this person said. I can think about it. I can analyse their views. And then I can offer, if I still think it, I have a counter-argument, I can then offer that counter-argument. And if they don't choose to behave in the same adult way, well, that's, that's their choice. But I'm not going to rise to it. I'm going to keep this level-headed approach and just carry on. I'm going to get fired up about things. Of course I'm going to get fired up about things. Of course I'm going to believe in things passionately. But hey, they've got a right to live their life the way they choose to live their life too. They've got a right to be passionate about things they too. I'm just going to express that right. I'm just going to express that passion in a way that hopes to bring people along with me rather than beat them into submission. Does that make sense? Now, this has gone in a whole different direction than I imagined when I sat down at the the mic here today. But look, hey, if you're in the US today, I I doubt that you'll listen to this today because uh, obviously these things stay up forever. uh, And it could be that you're listening to this in three years' time and you're thinking... Thank heavens that I actually put the cross in the right box, or however you vote in your state. Thank heavens I cast my vote in the right way back those three years ago, because Lord only knows what would have happened had it gone the other way. I sincerely hope that by the time you hear this, things have worked out and for the better for you and for all of us. And we have the power to make that happen, not just in the way we vote in a particular election or referendum, but in the way we think. 
and in the way we act. Do you remember? I spoke a couple of weeks ago and I mentioned Epictetus, a philosopher, uh, uh, an ancient... Well, I think he was born in Greece. I, I'd have to look this up. I meant to look it up after the last one. I think he was born in Greece, moved, spent a lot of his time in Rome, but then died again. He moved to Greece and, uh, and back to Greece and died. But here's what Epictetus said. He said, and I'm going to mangle this. It's not a direct quote, but this is the sentiment of what he said. He said, look, there are essentially two types of things in life. There are things you can control and things over which you have no control. And of the things that you can control, they break down into two types of things. They're your thoughts and they're your actions. So the only two things that you have control over are your thoughts and your actions. The rest of it, you have no control over whatsoever. So forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about what other people think. Forget about what other people do. Just concentrate on controlling the things that you can control. Your thoughts, your actions. Now, when you boil it down to that, it is so simple, isn't it? So simple. Anyway, I'm going to leave you with that today. As I say, it's gone in an entirely different direction. In fact, I'm, I may jump on later and record another one. Uh, it's gone in an entirely different direction than I anticipated. But hey, that's cool. If you've enjoyed this, if you've gained something from it, head over to iTunes, subscribe, make sure you don't miss another episode. And while you're there, leave me a review. Leave me a bunch of stars as well. Five is always good because that way this podcast will continue to rise in the rankings and will continue to be found by more people. Can you believe we're already listened to in 35 countries around the globe? 35 countries. We've only been going, I think, four months. 35 countries. I am just blown away and humbled by that. So thank you so much for listening to this. And if you've told your friends about it, thank you for that. And if you've left a review and a bunch of stars, thank you for that. But thank you most of all for taking the time out to listen. I do appreciate it. I've been Ozier, founder of whensmytime.com. And I'm here to tell you, your time is now. <laughs>